Given that the world is so interconnected, especially with our economies, if one country starts going down or their economy starts stifling in terms of growth, it starts to spread across the world. So here in this video, I wanna discuss the real estate markets, not just in Australia, but I wanna look at the UK, I wanna look at the US and collectively see how we can learn from those economies as well as what's different here at home in Australia and how you can benefit from knowing this information. If you're interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now at the moment, all you see is fear about a recession in 2023 and most likely is going to happen. Given the fact that we've had interest rates increase so quickly around the world, it's gonna have a lag effect on the rest of the economy where it starts to slow down. All of a sudden, we're gonna have a deflationary period where suddenly the economies are gonna have to start reigniting some of that growth and they can do that in the form of cutting rates, which is why I think in Australia, we're gonna have rates cut in 2023. If you want a deep dive breakdown exactly what my predictions are around interest rates, definitely go check out this video. Over the last couple of years, we've had growth in every single economy. It's been amazing. Everyone's making money in stock markets, the real estate's going up, crypto's taking off, and then all of a sudden we had those liquidity taps tighten. Interest rates started going up, suddenly you didn't have as much stimulus, and the fiscal spending from governments also started reducing. Now, 12 months later, we find ourselves in a position where a lot of this market has been destroyed. A lot of people have lost money, and we're really going down the path of demand destruction because we don't really have a control on supply. Now, if you've been watching the channel for a while, I hope at this point you've realized the media is full of rubbish. You've got all these articles coming out with glorified headlines suggesting the world's collapsing or the next day it's absolutely taking off. There's no middle ground because at the end of the day, who wants to know the middle ground? That's boring, right? What you want to know is the extreme and usually it's driven by fear. Now, fear is emotion and when emotions are involved when you're investing, you're probably going to fail. What you want is a very logical approach to investing and if you can't do it yourself, get the right people around you so they can guide you onto the right path. Now, currently the interest rates here in Australia have gone from 0.1% to 2.85% and we could potentially see another rate hike in December. Now, inflation sits at about 7.3% and that's probably gonna lead a little bit higher until we start seeing it free fall. In terms of housing corrections, we've seen pretty much about six to 7% declines across the entire national market. But when you're looking at the most expensive market being Sydney, we're down about 11% as of now. Despite all the crazy aggressive rate hikes, we still only have have a correction of about 10 to 15%. Now, only a year ago, Australia, along with many advanced economies in the OECD, actually recorded the fastest growth in housing prices since records even began. In 41 countries from Netherlands to New Zealand had house prices taking off. And it seems like everyone's going through the same issue here in 2022, which will lead into the early part of 2023, which is dealing with inflation. It's almost like the central banks all came together in 2020 and 21, and then they suggested, let's all cut rates on the exact same day, on the exact same time, to the same levels. It's almost like it's a conspiracy, like they're working together. Anyways, but then fast forward 12 months later and we've had the central banks do the exact opposite, but all at the same time as well. Interest rates are going up through the roof and some are now taking a more active approach going, I don't really care what the US is doing. I don't care what the UK is doing. I'm gonna go lift as much as I want. And this has a flow on effect because ultimately everything is denominated in USD, in the US dollar. And that's why when you have strength to the US dollar, you have currencies all around the world dropping. You can see the Australian dollars drop. You can see the British pound, the Euro. It's all dropping in strength relative to the US dollar. Now, if you 
want a deep dive breakdown on the Australian housing market with mortgages and how the actual economy is made up when it comes to real estate and why it is actually so strong despite most people calling it a bubble, then definitely leave me a comment down below saying Australian breakdown. When it comes to the UK house price to earnings ratio, you can see in this graph that in August 2022, the price of an average house is 9.45 times average wage, which is actually the highest point it's been in over 50 years, which is actually crazy. When it comes to the UK market, which I don't believe is going to happen, but to know that they've got such political instability and they've got new political powers in play, it'll be interesting to see how they navigate through this period. When you start looking at the US market, their declines have only just recently started. And we can start seeing that in some graphs. What we can see here is the US house price index month on month. And what we're seeing is that decline is actually accelerating, which is actually the opposite of what's happening in Australia, where we're seeing the decline actually slow in terms of the percentage rate. What's actually really interesting is that you've had this rapid push in mortgages in the US, but now what we're seeing is it's starting to top out. What we're seeing is some banks are now offering a reduced rate, the variable rate starting to drop, and now it's being followed by the 30 year fixed rate as well. But don't get this wrong. 12 months ago, you're probably paying 3% versus now you're probably paying 7%. When you compare that to Australia, again, we were at similar 2 to 3% interest rates, but now we're sitting anywhere between 5 and 6% on the higher end. But what we've seen is that in Australia, these mortgages have started to plateau over the last few months. In places like the UK and in Hong Kong, the banks are doing the opposite. There's very little signs to it slowing down. And finally, a lot of people go and make the comparison between all those economies and how it's always going to affect the housing market the same way. So if the US go into a recession and the UK is screwed, Australia has to be screwed too. And that's where some of these media headlines come from, where they expect 30, 40% declines in the housing prices here in Australia. But when you go back and say, look at the GFC, where you had areas in the US go down by a drastic amount, which you can see in this graph as well, it's very different to what you can see in this graph when it comes to Australia and the prices that we experienced, or in terms of the drawdown of prices we experienced, because it wasn't as bad. In fact, the largest declines we've seen over the last 30 years is more so to do with our local conditions like APRA getting involved, which was around that time of 2017 and 2019. Now looking across to our neighbors in New Zealand, what you see is a very big difference, especially when it comes to housing supply. What we have in Australia is a rental shortage and dwelling shortage. So it means that if you want to buy a place, there's a shortage of listings. And when you actually want to go ahead and rent something, there's not enough rental dwellings, hence the rental crisis. This is the exact opposite of what we're seeing in New Zealand, where supply is actually increased and now is contributing towards a down spiral into the house prices too. The number of homes listed in New Zealand jumped by 43% year on year, which is phenomenal. It's crazy. And when you compare that to what we're seeing, it's completely different. So a lot of people will go, well, based on this graph, what you can see is the New Zealand property price index. We've started to see a massive decline. Some areas experiencing 20 to 30% decline. But on the flip side, when we had that growth period, when our property boom was going on, yes, sure, you saw Sydney and Melbourne go up by 20 or 30%. And some regionals actually went up by a lot more than that. But what we saw in New Zealand was nationwide prices going up by 30, 40, 50% during just a couple of years. So a retracement here would be natural. But to add to that entire thing is the interest rates in New Zealand aren't slowing down. They're going up a lot more than what we have been in Australia. And addition to that is supply. The supply of properties increasing at this fast pace will naturally put downward pressure on prices as well. In terms of where I think property prices here in Australia are basically going to bottom out in 2023, you should definitely go check out this video. I break down exactly what major banks are saying and why they're saying it and what factors are in play to 
to at least assist us in knowing how low these markets can actually go. If you're sitting there watching the US content and the UK content and thinking, oh my God, I've got a property in Australia and it's screwed, you definitely aren't looking at this in the right way. What happens there doesn't have to happen here. And the same thing, when we started seeing price corrections in 2017 and 2018 due to APRA, we didn't see that in the US and the UK markets. And my belief is just like the GFC, we're going to fare a lot better than our counterparties around the world. If you guys have enjoyed this video, definitely smash that like button, subscribe if you haven't already, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.